Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. And welcome to The Corporation, a podcast that's too fun to fail. I'm your host, Dean Ardenfeld, coming at you from my quarantine in my basement studio apartment. Each week, I call up two employees of Hogswood Cooper Media, the worldwide conglomerate that owns everything from fashion lines to artificial intelligence. Together, we learn about and celebrate the folks who work for the many subsidiaries of this remarkable company. As always, I'm required to state that I am not employed by Hogswood Cooper. But boy, am I a fan, and I think you're going to be too. So let's get into it, shall we? My first guest is the VP of Marketing for Benign Tech, one of the nation's top pharmaceutical companies. It is his job to inform the public about all the incredible medications that are available to improve their health and happiness. When he's not contributing to public health, he enjoys hunting squirrels for sport. Please welcome Hawthorne Shanks, everybody. Hello, Hawthorne. Hi, Dean. How are you? Uh, great. It's, it's, it's great to have uh, somebody uh, of your caliber here on the podcast. I know your company makes all kinds of val- valuable medications for sick people around the world. It's, it's got to feel pretty good that you're, you're making people aware of those drugs. Well, yeah, that's, um, you know, that's, that's what we do. We just um, we want to make sure we get the word out that we create a lot of drugs that uh, create the, uh, the reality or the illusion that everything's going to be okay. Right. Oh, the, the reality or the illusion then. So, so even if the reality isn't, uh, isn't a, hel- a healthful one, uh, at, least, at least people can feel like they are healthy. Well, if perception's reality, then I mean, really reality and belief are the same thing, aren't they? Wow, we're jumping in right into the philosophy pool pretty deep here right away. Well, that's what marketing is. I mean, marketing's philosophy and it's, um, I mean, quite frankly, I'm just, I'm just flattered that somebody outside the company would be so interested in what we're doing. But, um, you know, I look at this as an outlet to get the word out. So thanks so much for, uh, for. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's not like you have really a hard time getting the word out. I mean, just absolute billions of dollars are spent each year on pharmaceutical advertising, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we have uh, our advertising budget is, um, I mean, it's important. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're taking care of uh, two, two clients. We're taking care of our end users and um, we're yeah. taking care of our shareholders. Yeah, and so yeah, as right. long as both of those groups are happy, especially the shareholders, then uh, we're right. doing our job. Does that ever come into conflict, the two, uh, the two interests? Like, for instance, uh, for instance, are your end users ever dissatisfied with something that your stockholders are very satisfied with? Um, I think, you know, conflict is that which is compelling to human nature. And so as long as we're creating conflict and eliminating conflict, then we're providing the uh, dopamine presence and then uh, serotonin presence that we want in our, both our end users and our stockholders. Wow. Wow. It's a real yin yang that you uh, real, again, you've just got such a Zen attitude about something that is, uh, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what marketing is. It's, um, marketing is just, you know, effectively telling a story in a way that everybody's happy. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, God bless America. Cause right. Cause we're, we're one of, uh, I looked it up to only two countries in the world who even allow like legally allow direct to, to consumer advertising of prescription drugs. So that that's got to make you feel pretty special, huh? Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we're, the, we're the greatest country in the world. We have the most um, highly advanced uh, pharmaceutical uh, medical systems operation in this world. And uh, frankly, we're, we're masters of, of marketing. Um, and so, you know, since marketing really is life, marketing is kind of a metaphor for life, isn't it? It's um, marketing is, is, is the eyes uh, that see the rest of the world. And we want to make sure that those eyes see a favorable impression. Uh, so that both our shareholders and the end users of our drugs can be happy. Right, right, and that makes sense, right? And and I think uh, a lot of times you get you you get flack for you know the kind of messaging that you're putting out there. Oftentimes, you know, it eliminates certain things, certain information, like the cost of the drug or the uh, efficacy of the drug. Um, and there's and there are no laws that state that you have to put those things in there, right? So you're 
Right. Well, this, I mean, there's, you know, there's two types of attention. There's purposeful attention and non-purposeful attention. And we just look at flack as non-purposeful attention. So oh. our purpose isn't to create that flack, but if the flack is coming to us as a result of what we're doing, then in some ways we're really succeeding. Wow. It's incredible how you can take something so negative and spin it into a positive. Like, what did you call it? Non-purposeful? Non-purposeful? Is that what you called it? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's purposeful and non-purposeful attention. Well, I, I get a lot of non-purposeful attention in my life, so I'm, I, I'm, it's nice to have another, uh, another way to frame that for myself rather than just abuse. Right. Oh, abuses. Well, I mean, why would you frame it that way? Because... Um, well, that's just kind of how I, I get a lot of people who are angry at me online and you know, they, they email, me, email me privately, say, Dean, what you're doing is incredibly irresponsible and here's why you're wrong. And When they email you privately, you're getting feedback. You're getting personal feedback from those people. Right, right. So I would call you an, I would call you an effective messenger for your brand. Wow. I, I mean, I never even occurred to me that I would have a brand. Uh, so I, let me move on to another question here. So um, some have said, you know, the, that, that your company puts a priority on developing drugs uh, that you know, treat chronic problems rather than solve problems, because that's where the mo money is. That's where it's more profitable. Is that why Benign Tech is, not, is famously not working on a coronavirus vaccine? Because it would essentially destroy the market for drugs in that space? Well, we want to make sure that we frame chronic problems as something that's a positive. Like We don't want oh. people to feel bad because they're plagued by a chronic problem. And by plagued, I mean gifted. When people have um, something that's chronic, it means it's ongoing. And you know, in the true, in the true sort of essence of Zen and, and Buddhism, uh, we want people to be able to accept themselves for who they are. Oh. And if their chronic issue is something that's like ongoing, we want to be there for them. Right, right. Well, that's, I, I mean, you can, it seems like you can spin so many of these, uh, these things that most people would uh, consider just a, a, you know, I mean, you keep saying spin and that's, I mean, you know, you don't need to flatter, don't need to flatter me. I just, I hope, I hope that this podcast becomes a chronic problem as you phrase it using your words. I hope this podcast becomes a chronic problem for a lot of people. I hope so too. You know, I mean, I'm going to start thinking of it your way. I'm going to start thinking of it like the more people I can, uh, I can touch with this chronic issue of my podcast, the the better. Right. And Absolutely. I'm, I'm the cause and the, and, and the cure, right? Basically. Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, you can go to the uh, Hogswood Cooper um, website and you can uh, look at the drop down menu and uh, find benign tech. And we have leadership seminars available for people who want to incorporate some of our marketing plans uh, into their own, uh, their own industry. And uh, I think you're ground floor right now, but I see a lot of potential for you to sort of advance. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to do that. I, I've, um, I've, I have made the mistake before of signing up for a lot of things that I think I'm going to use and uh, spending a lot of money I don't really have on things that people who work for Hogswood Cooper have told me to buy. So uh, I'm trying to be good and uh, and really strongly consider each thing before I leap right into it because that has been an issue in the past. Would you mind a little insight and a little piece of coaching here? Of, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd welcome it. The thing that rings in my ears is you saying that you spending money that you don't really have and getting bad results on that. Mm. So what I think you want to think about is like spending money that you have and then if you spend money that you have, maybe your results will be better. So if you just okay. go to the Hogswood Cooper. Oh, you're, you want me to do it now? Okay, yeah. Ooh. And sign up for our leadership uh, seminars. Great. Make sure you're spending your actual money, not money you don't have. Okay. Um, then I think you're going to see a real benefit for this. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, great. Well, I'm, I've, I've, I've got it bookmarked and uh, I'm going to do that the minute we we hang up here. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I do want to bring my second guest in here soon, but maybe, maybe one more question before I do. You have some uh, drugs that treat just uh, things that I didn't even know existed. Uh, sand knees. Yep. Have you, I don't know what that is. Um, muscular confusion was one of them. Yep, that's uh, right. 
restless vulva. Are these actual problems uh, that exist? These are problems that don't exist right now, but we get ahead of the curve and the whole prop, you know, the proposition is R&D. The proposition is being forward thinking, is being able to sit in what we do and having sort of a growth mindset. So half of our, half of what we do is we anticipate what's coming down the pike. And so everything that you've just listed, I mean, and there's many, many more. And quite frankly, I'm, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to me that you were able to get that information because that's not quite public yet. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, I don't know where I found it, really. Um, Did you just come up with that yourself? No, no. I no, I'm sure I found it somewhere in my research. I'm just not sure exactly. I don't have the notes here right with me, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's I mean, if it's out there, I'll let you know because I know that that's probably something. If you would be willing to track that down for me and sure, let me know where you got yeah. that, I'd be willing to give you a 20% discount on our leadership course. And, um, amazing. Amazing. So that'd be 20% off the money that I have that I'm going to spend on that. Uh, the money that you have, not the money that you don't have. Right. It's interesting you brought up R&D because I know that, um, you know, uh, the pharmaceutical industry has um, been criticized for how expensive all of these drugs are. And um, and the, the defense is always that um, that, that money goes into R&D. And it, it, despite the fact that time and time again, it's been proven that um, there's, it, most of it goes straight into uh, profits and, and not into R&D. Um, so what is your response to that? I mean, uh, people are kind of, uh, you know, they, they get, they get uh, touchy about that sort of thing, huh? Just like... Oh, just, just people's accusations. I mean, R&D is, you know, it's an area that all pharmaceutical companies need mm. to have uh, protected. You know, it's a very competitive marketplace out there. And if we're going to go to market with a new drug or a new service or a new um, apparatus, mm. um, then we need to make sure that... Uh, that our patent uh, that's pending is protected and nobody else can replicate our work. But like what happens when, 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 like when you're, uh, when you're charging, you know, billions of dollars for these drugs over the course of a year, and then 20 or 30% of that is going to R and D and the rest is going of the profits are going straight into like the CEO's pockets and uh, you know, the profits of the company. How, how do you respond when people ask you like, can't you, couldn't you bring the price of this one drug down or these 10 drugs down? Well, remember, we're keeping our shareholders happy as well as the end users happy. And so, you know, there's sometimes there's a trade-off. I mean, sometimes there's a trade-off where we have to take care of our end users. And then sometimes the focus has to be on the shareholders. And we really try to bring that into balance and the process Mm -hmm. and the metrics that sort of point to that are also uh, enveloped into R&D. And that is proprietary information. But, um, you know. Well, I mean, if I had to spend, you know, $1,000 uh, a month on a medication that I really needed, uh, as long as it was keeping your stockholders or shareholders happy, I think that I would make that sacrifice. I think we all should. Yeah. And as long as that's money that you have, not money that you don't have. Well, whether I have it or not, I really, I want to make sure that, you know, the yin and yang is balanced of your stockholders, really. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. I mean, my stockholders would be interested in money that you have. And then, you know, if you're spending money that you don't have, um, I think the insights that you're going to see into the folly of that proposition, you're going to discover in our leadership course, which again, if you just go to hawkswoodcoopermedia.com, go to the drop down menu, find benign tech leadership course. Yeah, and I'm going to give Got you 20% off of that. Great. Well, folks, um, are you stuck in the house doing crafts projects right now and you need a bolt of fabric or a hot glue gun? My second guest today is going to be able to help you out. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. As always, the corporation is sponsored by Vermont Comedy Club, now offering streaming shows and classes for kids and adults and accepting donations at vtcomedy.com. And hey, while you're supporting Vermont businesses, a few friends to recommend who are still doing curbside pickup, Onyx Tonics Coffee, and Taco Gordo Mexican. Check those people out. Also, why not say thank you to some healthcare workers and order a bunch of pizzas and send them to the sixth floor of UVM Medical Center? 
And when you shop for food, for God's sake, give the employees a little space. Don't sneak up on them. And wear a mask, okay, please? Stop being so vain. Wear the stupid mask. And wash your hands a lot. Let's just flatten this fucking curve already, okay? All right, stay safe, everybody. Back to the show. And we're back. We've been talking with Hawthorne Shanks from Benign Tech. And now I'm going to bring my second guest into the conversation, who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She is a regional manager of Susan's Boutique Barn, one of the largest retailers of arts and crafts supplies in the country. In her position, she manages six stores, overseeing dozens of employees, and ensuring a quality retail experience for hobbyists throughout the Southeast. In her spare time, she enjoys collecting old pennies. Please welcome Darla Hamstone, everybody. Hello, Darla. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Can I just say one quick thing, though? Uh, we say crafts and crafts store because crafts and crafts. because there is only one true artist. And so uh, oh, we don't okay. try to claim that we can create like the creator, but we can craft. Right. So we are uh, Susan's Boutique Barn Crafts and Crafts Outlet. Crafts and Crafts Outlet. Yes. Interesting. Yes. I never thought of it that way, but I guess it makes sense. You know, uh, uh, you know, if you're creating the the world in in six days, then uh, then call yourself an artist. But That's otherwise, right. you're just a hobbyist. That's right? right. We're all hobbyists. That's right. So well, so your store is uh, is closed to the public right now because uh, uh, of state orders. But you're still doing curbside pickup and and shipping orders to people because the state government hasn't prevented that yet. Um, I mean, people just they need their supplies for crafting, don't we they? We are absolutely an essential business, and so mm. even if you ask nicely, we'll probably let you come inside. It's just oh, really? too hard to shop for crafts. You need to generate ideas. You need to look at what's there. It, right. It's not something that you can just say, "Oh, I'm going to." To need a brown mm. piece of paper with four holes in the left on it. It's that you see that paper and then you realize, oh, I can make a mini scrapbook. You know, inspiration sure. comes yeah. from walking around the store and we all need an outlet right now. And that outlet is Susan's Boutique Barn. And that, that, that is an actual outlet. That's, uh, that's so interesting. And so you are, I mean, I, I hate to, I don't want to, I, I feel a little guilty about putting this on uh, recording this going out there into the world, but you are actually sneaking people into the store and allowing them to shop around physically. Uh, during All you have to do is ask nicely. What are they going to do? They're going to arrest us? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I, well, I, it would be hard to arrest someone with such a cheery disposition, I think. Oh, well, aren't you sweet, Dean? That's very, very sweet. So um, so you're bringing people. So and how how and are you keeping your employees? Are your employees keeping a distance from each other while they're working in the store right now? Listen. A lot of this has just been blown completely out of proportion. I go to church every Sunday and I take communion. Mm. And that communion is its own vaccine. Okay, it's a vaccine of the spirit. And as long okay. as I keep taking that vaccine every Sunday morning, I'm not going to get sick. And our employees, well, it's up to them whether they go or not. But if they get sick, then we know who's been sleeping in on Sundays, don't we? <laughs> I think so. Well, that, yeah. So it's so you you consider it uh, that if people are skipping church, that's when the real uh, vulnerability comes. That's right. I and mean, that's happening right now because uh, what's happening is like a lot of your customers and your employees are are, are churchgoers, and uh, famously, a lot of the churches uh, in your area are also still open. Um, that's and, right. But if 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 the state government tried to shut that shut that down, you know, they'd be that would be religious persecution, right? That's right. We can get together under the protection of G.O.D. and Whoa. protect ourselves 
from the evil that surrounds us. I, do you want to protect yourself from a virus? Or do you want to protect yourself from the evil that walks amongst us and within us each day? Amongst us and within us. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, one could make the argument that uh, if you're uh, if you're going to church and catching the virus and then you die, um, at least you're going to heaven, right? That's right. God has a plan for each and every one of us. Are you are new, are you noticing what's the uh, how busy is your store right now? What's the business, the traffic like at, uh, you know at your store at this time? Well, I guess you've got a few stores, right? You've, you're the regional manager. That's yeah. right. I, I I manage six stores. Mm. And across the board, we have seen a decline in Mm -hmm. shopping. And I can't believe that we are allowing our livelihoods to be sacrificed for Mm. just a few human lives. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean, we keep seeing that every every day on the press conferences and everything, right? It's like 20,000, 30,000 could have been 100,000. That's what we keep hearing. So I guess we're in a pretty good. Dean, science only gets you so far. You know, mm-hmm. science is science is science, okay? But there's a point at which science is a lie, and science can be turned into numbers that can get us to do whatever we want us to do, especially when you put it through the filter false news. Okay, right, you were right. just speaking with Mr. Skank, and he is a Buddhist, and he is a perfect example of the kind of people who are spreading lies out in the world today. Okay, well, I heard okay, him so, saying all kinds hmm. of Buddhist things. I'll tell you what, you think I don't have a restless vulva? Because I do. But I will be damned before I will take the medicine that is being hawked by Mr. Skank. Right, wow, this is uh, there's a lot to unpack here. And I, I want to make sure I give uh, Mr. Shanks here the opportunity to reply. So uh, jump on in here, uh, Hawthorne. What do you think uh, about this uh, this attack on your Buddhist principles? I don't even know if you are a Buddhist and, and the need potentially for some medication here for Darla, which she apparently refuses to take. Well, Buddhism is actually a practice more than a principle. It's a it's a set of sort of guiding things that that anybody can practice. Like say satanic rituals. Is that what you mean? Satanists can practice Buddhism. Anybody can practice Buddhism. But but you know if that rest, restless vulva becomes a problem, and um, I will tame my own vulva. Thank you very much. Before I will ingest any kind of medication provided by a man who practices satanic rituals. And if you think using that deep, calming voice is aggravating my condition right now, you might be right. I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about, but if you have a vulva that's restless, if you have a vulva that is drawing attention to itself during times where it wouldn't draw attention to yourself, I mean... You don't want your vulva to be restless. Could you please stop saying vulva right now? Dean, what kind I, I of in, hell trap I, I, is this? I don't know. And I feel like this has gotten out of control. And uh, I'm not being a very good moderator here because uh, I, I don't know where. I feel like we're getting way off the way off the tracks here. I don't I don't quite know how to. How I to just bring wanted it, bring to talk around. about Susan's boutique barn where yeah, you can get course, your like, crafts and craft supplies. Restless vulva. Right. 
Okay, uh, thank you, uh, Hawthorne. I, I think um, I think we've got it there. Um, well, let's do that. And in fact, let's 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 pivot a little bit, and we'll talk about each of your hobbies, and maybe that'll bring us some common ground here. Because I, I don't want to start a, uh, for, I certainly don't want to aggravate any existing medical condition, conditions, and I don't want to start a religious war. So so, so let's go back to uh, Hawthorne. It says that here that you hunt squirrels uh, recreationally. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us about that? How'd you get into that? Um, I just needed a way to relax myself <clears throat> and to sort of get in touch with the land. Yeah. And, um, and I make a, I make a squirrel stew that is um, it's, it, you know, they're based on squirrels that, that I, I uh, kill myself. Uh, I'm the steward of my own property. I have a, they're based on the stew is based on squirrels. You kill yourself. Is that what you said? Oh, the base of the soup. I see. Yeah. The, it, it's a squirrel stew and it, it's, uh-huh. it's not a, it's, it's not a soup. It's a stew. You know, the, the, um, the the ingredients I, I I have proprietarily held close to me, um, but there are potatoes and carrots and gravy, and there's mm. good squirrel meat in there, and that is a good meat. It's underrated. You know, maybe if people open their eyes and they see the condition this world's in right now, uh, it's not going to be too long before squirrel stew is an option for everyone. I see. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and and, and uh, Darla, it says here that you will collect old pennies. Is that a crafting thing or is that unconnected to the crafting? It is something that I started uh, when I was younger uh, and have incorporated into my crafting. So I don't okay. know if you are aware that my mother is Susan Hamstone. Uh, Su- oh, the Susan from Susan's Boutique Bar. That's right. I, I was not aware of that. That's right. So my mother founded this company in 1964 and she has run this company even though she's heading up toward 90 doesn't look like she's going to retire any time soon and so so when I was little she was always working and uh, I'll get lonely from time to time and I'll come across a penny in the street and I would pick up that penny and I'd hold it in my hand and I'd make a wish and I'd say I wish Someday my mom will die and I'll get to be in charge of Susan's Boutique Barn. And now a wish is a prayer. It's just another word for a prayer. So I would pray to God on that penny. And each penny is a wish. And I have covered my walls in my wish pennies, my prayer pennies. Wow. It still hasn't happened. And you're you're saying you used to pray for your mother to die when you, from the time you were a child? Just to pass over. Sure. Just pass over. Yeah. You know, if I can add something in. Please jump right in. Restless vulva is a hereditarily passed on condition. Interesting. We're going back to that. Okay. And so, no, it just, um, there's some, there's some side effects or some consequences of a restless vulva that, um, that is passed on to children and it can cause children ideations of, um, you know, some pretty horrific things. And so. Listen, it may sound horrific. Okay. But when you realize that heaven is a better place, first of all. It is not such a bad thing to pray for. And second of all, my mother, there was no other way that I would get to be in charge unless my mother passed on. I'm just wondering if you had more restful vulva, if you wouldn't see the beauty of the earth around you and wouldn't be stuck in such an aspirational uh, vision of, of, of an afterlife that, you know, that none of us can truly be certain about. I mean, if you had a more restful, calm sedate vulva i'm gonna have to ask you to stop saying vulva i think it's doing thank something. you dean thank you very much dean <laughs> but i your point is well taken i think uh uh you know obviously we, we don't want to live in an aspirational world where where nothing in your life uh you know you're 
your basement studio apartment, your low rating podcast, uh, you know, is, is, is enough and, uh, constantly wishing for something more. Right. Um, I mean, we are born into sin and we spend our entire lives aspiring to overcome that. And what if you could have the illusion that you were not born into sin? Then you are a Buddhist. Volva is more restful. <laughs> Dean, I'm, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable by sh- sharing okay. um, that little bit about my mother. And I'm wondering if maybe you could edit that out because if she heard that, her feelings might be hurt. No, I, I mean... I would be glad to do that. But is your 90-year-old mother listening to podcasts? Dane, that woman consumes more media than anybody I have ever met. That woman knows more about flip-floppy or tick-tick-a-talk-a, whatever the, like, whatever the next thing is. She's already wow. got an account. She knows wow. more about marketing than any Buddhist who likes to aggravate a medical condition. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I, I think, you know, I mean, we are nearing the end here and I want to make sure that everyone's comfortable as we exit this experience because, you know, I, I, uh, it, it's not my intention to make anyone uncomfortable. And I certainly, you know, I feel like, Darla, I've, I've dragged you into a, a situation like, am, am I making you feel like your faith is being questioned or, or you're... Or, or I do feel like that this podcast and nothing against you, Dean, I think you've been perfectly fine and respectful. Uh, toward me but in putting me on this with this band i i do feel uncomfortable and it's one Mm -hmm. of my least favorite things about the internet is that you just never know who you're going to have to deal with day to day at home at church at work i can i can keep my circle pretty tight but on the internet i think you could keep your circle tighter if you had a more relaxed vulva Okay, look. Okay, all right, all right. Dean, I think, um, I, Dean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write to Hogsworth Cooper, and I'm gonna let them know. Darla, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna send you a prescription, absolutely free, of Volvatrex. I'm gonna send you a six month subscription, absolutely free. And if you can see a difference after that six months in your relaxed vulva, then I'm gonna go ahead and provide you with a lifetime supply, only in exchange for a testimonial. And we'd be happy to give some really good advertising to Susan's boutique along the way. Okay, so I think she, uh, I think you did make it clear earlier, Darla, that you were not interested in this medication. Is that right? We have a reach of over 10 million people. If someone were to send it to my house, I'm not going to take it. Okay. Okay? okay? No matter what, I'm not going to take it. Even if you sent it to Susan's Boutique Barn and you looked up the address for right. the Sarasota, Florida, Susan's right. Boutique Barn, care of... Okay. Darla Hamstone. Right. She definitely wouldn't take I it. I would absolutely not take it. But what I would love is for you to to send it so I can I can show my defiance. Right, of course. Yeah, you wanna you wanna look that that bottle of, of Volvatrex right in the face and say, I'm not taking you today. That's right. Yeah, right. and that's and, and that's fine. As long as we can get it in the hands of the end user, is, we is it an oral medication or? I'm just thinking out loud here, but wouldn't twelve Arts and crafts, I'm sorry, arts and art stores. Crafts and crafts stores. Crafts and crafts, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You were you were right there. You almost pulled yourself out of this, author. I almost pulled myself out of that, but that's, you know, that's, but yes, I, I my point is 12 crafts and crafts stores are going to look better than six crafts and crafts stores, because oh. if you've got something good to spread, let's spread it. 
you know what? I think I think that's a about as good a place to leave it as any. If you've got something to spread, just spread it. Um, you know, keep working during this time. Uh, bring people together in faith or uh, for marketing purposes, um, and just and just uh, hold tight to each other and spread a good thing around. Uh, um, you know, uh, that's about all the time we have for today in the corporation. I want to thank my guests for speaking with me and our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and email me at deanardenfell at hotmail.com. And remember, Dean Ardenfell is not and has never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Cheers. Thank you both so much. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, Dean. The Corporation is a presentation of Unical Media. Dean Ardenfell was played by Nathan Hartswick, Hawthorne Shanks was played by Joe Bill, and Darla Hamstone was played by Stacey Halal. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. For more great stuff, follow The Corporation Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and check out thecorporationpod.com.